good morning, good people. How are you this great Saturday morning? It is about 7.12 a.m. here on the East Coast. This is a beautiful day. It is very cold, but yet it is very beautiful. Why is it beautiful? Because I woke up this morning and I'm grateful for that. I hope that you are too. I hope that this finds you well blessed in your right mind, being able to breathe, see, move your limbs and see the beauty of the day. I want to take a second just to thank you so much for listening and subscribing to this podcast. I know there's so many that you could be listening to, but thank you so much for choosing this one. Also, I want to take a second to shout out my sponsors. Thank you so much for believing in what this podcast is bringing out into the world. So I want to get right into it, good people. I want to talk today about a simple, simple theme, and that theme is team. Team. Now, team aspects are in every walk of life. They are in different facets of life. You have teams in Fortune 500 companies. You have teams on Wall Street. You have teams that are in theater. You have teams that are in schools. You have teams that are in professional sports. Team is something that I believe a lot of people kind of sort of forget about sometimes and how important that word is. And I learned a long time ago that that specific word means, and it may seem kind of cliche to most people, but it is something about it saying that together everyone accomplishes more. Again, that means together everyone accomplishes more. Just for a second, let's just take the team aspect of basketball and what it is in basketball that a team needs to totally succeed. Now, within the team, everyone has to be able to play their position. Play your position. And this is very, very simple. Basketball, there are only five positions on the court at a time. So even though we have a team of 15 people or 12 people, there can only be five on the court at a time. And most times, most of the people that are on the court are just as talented as anyone else. But the team aspect is what keeps this thing rolling. So you have a point guard, you have your shooting guard, you have a forward, you have a center, and you have a small forward shooting guard, so to speak. So again, let's say that you got a point guard, you got a shooting guard, you got a three as a wing, you got a four who's a power forward, you got a five who's a center. Some of the best people in the game have been a part of amazing, amazing, amazing teams. Let's take the Olympic team that was the dream team. The dream team. Oh my goodness. That Olympic team was made up of some of the best, best of the best NBA players ever. So let's just mention a few of them. You had one of the greatest in the game, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Then you had Larry Bird. And you also had a guy by the name of Magic Johnson. And then you had one of the greatest ever as well, Charles Barkley in there. And then you keep going down the line. You had a lot of young, young, energetic talent as well. That was among the greats in that group, right? You had, uh, there was a young player who didn't play very much, but he was very good at the time. His name was Christian Leitner. He had to come on and be a part of this dream team as well. Those are just a few of them. But let's just take this for an instance. So 
you got all these powerhouses coming together who have to believe in team. And the team that they were representing was USA. Even though these guys had battled, battled, battled many, many battles in the NBA together, they still had to come together as a team, USA, and figure out how they were going to dominate the Olympics. And when they did that, that's exactly what they did. They came together as a team. Now, each of them knew their positions. Now, each of them were powerful in their own right, each and every one of them. There was one game that happened that they said it was a game where uh, the coach, uh, Daly actually, who used to uh, coach the Pistons, it was a bit of a mastermind where he actually pinned some of the younger uh, USA uh, up-and-comers against some of the older cats. And the way that he came up with the strategy was that he actually started the game uh, with Michael Jordan in the game. And then as the game went on, he took Mike out and the younger uh, team, which was, uh, I believe, uh, Chris Webber was in there and uh, Bobby Hurley was a part of that team. And uh, it was tremendous, tremendous talent. And this one game, Coach Daly allowed the, the best players in the world to be beaten by the up-and-comers and the up-and-comers felt very very good and felt very proud and were beating their chests about how they you know were really destroying the older uh usa basketball team not realizing that chuck daly had a strategy all along and um one of the messages that he told the team after uh the defeat he told them that anybody can be beat without a strategy without a game plan and he wanted them to feel that and they did and the next day they came out they laced up again Mike was out there the whole game Larry Bird Magic Johnson they were all just going full throttle not holding anything back as a team defeating the younger team and really showing them what they had um, there was something in that that was really great now both teams we're still a part of Team USA, but of course they had to divide up so that this lesson could be taught and learned. Now, some of you may not come from a sports background at all, so let's even talk about, just for a second, I have been doing musical theater for a very, very long time. Musical theater, I've been uh, very fortunate over the years to do a lot of Broadway shows, and I've also traveled abroad. And there's something about the team aspect in this as well. Now, and this is not necessarily uh, the positioning of point guard, uh, shooting guard, three, three, uh, in the wing, a four, and a five. It's more so that they go by principal contract and ensemble contract. Now, we're all a part of the same team because when we get a contract, we actually sign on to do the specific shows that we're doing. But sometimes <clears throat> you get cast as a principal, which means you are a lead. And then sometimes you get cast as an ensemble member, which means you are part of the ensemble, but still a part of the greater team. The ensemble is kind of the heartbeat of the show. The ensemble keeps the, the show moving. Now, I'm going to tell you about this one experience that I had, which was called Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, we actually... The team that was assembled was incredible. It was Bono and The Edge. It was Julie Taymor. It was uh, amazing choreographers and uh, young uh, actors. Uh, this young guy named Reeve Carney was playing Spider-Man. And Jen Damiano was playing Mary Jane. And you had a lot of featured actors. Uh, great Ken Marks. And, and uh, Luther Creek was a part of it. And uh, my man Matt 
Shout out to Matt. How you doing, buddy? And uh, a lot of great dancers were there. My, Manny Brown. Manny Brown was an amazing, amazing uh, martial artist. One of the top martial artists in the world. Also, you had uh, major, major Broadway dancers in it. And, and, and the team that was assembled was pretty, pretty incredible. Now, also within that, you also had to have flight. So we had to have hired uh, a gentleman who had done some of the Spider-Man movies to actually uh, teach the gentleman how to actually put on the harnesses, hook up to these cables and learn how to fly around the theater as Spider-Man. So the team was very, very diverse. The team had to all come together to make this thing tick and work. We probably had about total, I would say we had 10 guys who were actually one Spider-Man. If that makes sense. So at certain points of the show, there were people flying, there were people flipping, there were people in the audience, there were people on stage, you know, uh, doing things. And it was pretty incredible to see this thing all come together. But it had to be a team effort because in order for, you know, all these guys to work together to look like one Spider-Man, they all had to be in incredible shape, which means everybody in the show had to you know, work out every single day before rehearsal or during rehearsal. It was just what we had to do. We all took that collective mindset to, to take on what Spider-Man was, even though some of us were not Spider-Man as well. Uh, and then you think about, you know, Bono and the Edge and how, how big they were uh, and they are, you know, they were on a world tour and they put this fantastic music together for this show. So them, them collaborating with the br brilliant, brilliant mind of Julie Taymor. And, and she's a visionary. She's a person that just thinks out, outside the box. So you have all these entities coming together to make this thing work, to try to bring this big, big, massive million dollar show to to Broadway, uh, something that had never been done before and the magnitude that it was done but it would not come together if if people were not in a team mode believing that together everyone accomplishes more because again let's think about it for a second now lots of times as individuals we want to shine and, and a lot of people will get their chance to shine and that's beautiful but many many coaches that i've met along the way would always say there is no i in team and there's something about understanding that now, you can be the individual that day that actually helps the team to win because when the individual kind of sort of wins within the team aspect, it's still the team winning. It is not the individual, right? Now, we do have individual sports out there such as tennis where you got to dig down deep like Serena and Venus and John McEnroe and all them, but we're talking about the team aspect here. So, going back and forth let's go back to basketball for a moment now in basketball there could be an individual on the team who was a little bit more gifted uh than than his counterparts but still a part of the team you take a guy like michael jordan who would score you know 50 points in a game right michael jordan won six championships but michael jordan didn't win six championships by himself mike won those championships because he had an amazing team surrounding him he had John Paxton knocking down jumpers. He had Scottie Pittman, who was his right-hand man. He had Bill Cartwright, who was holding down the middle. Uh, he had Horace Grant, who was an amazing, amazing athlete. And then as he kept going, they added Dennis Rodman to it. They understood what the team aspect was. So you think about it. There was a gentleman named Phil Jackson who was the coach of this team. 
uh, with all these individuals coming together to make this team work, they all understood their positions. They all understood their positions. And that's the reason why those teams all succeeded, because everybody understands their position. Now, Scottie Pittman could easily score 30 to 40 a night, probably. But understanding his positioning, who he knew that Mike would probably give them the greater chance to win on a nightly basis. So he understood his position. His position was to go out there, take his directions from his coach, go on the floor with Mike and the other four and play his position to the best of his ability. Now, Scotty could dunk and jump just like Mike did, but Scotty humbled himself in many, many ways for the greater good of the team, for the team aspect, and that is great. Same with John Paxton. Same with a guy named Steve Kerr, who knocked down a couple of great, great jumpers at the end of championship games because Mike believed that everybody was going to double team him. So now I'm going to give it to my teammate so he can knock down the shot. There's something about understanding your positions in life, on the court, in your Fortune 500 company, even at a place like Wendy's. Let's take this place called Wendy's for a second. Now we know. Now, some of you have probably never worked in a fast food restaurant. And if you haven't, bless you. <laughs> um, one of the first jobs I ever had was uh, at Wendy's. Now, I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this or not, but I was 13 years old when I got my first job. I was 13. And the reason that I wanted to seek out a job is because I, I had a mindset that I wanted to be successful. I didn't know in what way the success was going to come for me, but I felt as though I wanted to separate myself. So I began at 13. And what I what I did was I actually uh, you had to be 16 in order to get a job. But I was about 5'11 and skinny at the time. So I looked a little older than I than I was. <laughs> so uh, I applied for the job and I got the job and I was working in Wendy's and you know, one of the first things they taught me was how to do the grill. And there had to be two to three people who were teaching me how to actually man the grill. They were teaching me how long each burger should be cooking on one side or the other. Then I also had to manage where the chicken went. There was a chicken bin and how long the chicken stays in the bin to cook. And then also they taught me about the potatoes. Right. The potatoes, the potatoes were a big, big deal in Wendy's. So there was also uh, a place where the potatoes went. So there was very much structure. There was very much a team aspect. You know, you have people who were taking the order, who are at the cashier. Right. They're 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 taking the orders. The order comes in and then it comes over to the person who's dressing the sandwich. You have a person dressing the sandwich. And then after that, you know, you have the person on the grill. And somebody's telling you as you go, there's no computer there. They're telling you the orders as you go. And you just have to be ready to be a part of this thing to keep this team working so that people can get their food in a timely fashion. Now, what happens if you walk into a fast food restaurant and, you know, a lot of people just don't understand like what what a simple greeting will do for people um, when you walk in and, and, and you're inviting them to, you know, spend their money and and, and partake in what the team is giving them, you know, and, and some people, you know, they don't say, hey, good morning or good afternoon. Welcome to Wendy's. May I take your order, please? Or good day. How can I take your order? Welcome to McDonald's, please. That little bit might make somebody want to spend a little bit more money. And therefore, the team, the team would do well, better, so to speak. Uh, just about making someone feel special from coming in and spending their money. Um, 
Anyway, those are just little, little uh, examples of certain things, the way the teams work, the way the teams click. Um, We can also talk about sales. Uh, Let's talk about sales for a moment. Let's talk about uh, uh, levels in marketing. Now, marketing is something that I'm just, uh, you know, really, 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 truly. No, I'm not even going to say that. I would say I understand marketing because I've been marketing myself for about 23 years as an actor. (laughs) So uh, many, many aspects of of what I do um, as far as the team aspect is concerned is 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 pretty deep. It's pretty crazy. Um, But, uh, you know, I have to have a team as well. And the team consists of an agent, a manager, a coach. Uh, for vocals, a coach for dance, uh, a coach for acting so that I can go out and do my best work. Um, It's a team. It's a team effort, believe it or not, to make this thing work, because I cannot do this thing by myself for 23 years trying to negotiate a contract for myself. It's just not going to happen. I have to have someone who's a part of the team to be able to reach out to the producer or the companies that I'm working for in order to negotiate the contracts for me so that I could go to work and excuse me, do my best work without having to always think about the business aspect, which I do think about the business aspect, but I don't have to be the one speaking for myself. I have a teammate who's doing that for me, so to speak. Um, And then when it even comes to dialects and things like that, you have to have different coaches to be able to help you to learn these dialects or help you to learn these lines, help you to memorize these lines so you can go out and do a movie or you can go out and do a Broadway show. And then you also have a vocal coach vocal coach is the same way so the vocal coach uh you go to the vocal coach they uh they have the music in front of them and they teach you how to breathe they they teach you how to go phrase to phrase to phrase in order to make this song work for you and sometimes you start with just humming from your coach sometimes you start with e sometimes you start with ah and then you build up to the lyric of the song and that's how you know the team aspect comes together even for an actor and people don't think that actors have teams but they do Actors have teams. Some of the biggest actors in the world have uh, agents, managers, publicists, uh, workout coaches, uh, dialect coaches, uh, acting coaches, again, speech coaches. You, you would be surprised how this team aspect goes around you know, the world, not just in sports, but in, in any walk of life. So I just wanted to leave this little bit with you right here, understanding your position on a team. And I could expand and go way, way more with this, but I'm just going to leave this with you now and then I'll come back and have another segment as far as the team is concerned and knowing your position. So today, if you are getting ready for your basketball game, uh, I happen to know a team that is getting ready right now. This morning, they're getting ready. They're getting ready. They're probably getting up, getting their breakfast in right now as we speak. And this team, I want to give a shout out to the Michigan State Spartans. I want to give a shout out to my man, Tom Izzo, one of the greatest minds in basketball history and sports history. Tom, if you're listening to this, you have inspired so many young men to go out and live their best life, to understand that buying into the team aspect is very, very important. It takes you not only from the basketball court, but into real life and what it means to be a part of a team in order to be successful. So today, Spartans, I wish you great luck as you play today at noon. Gentlemen, go out there. Play your position. Always remember, listen to your coach. Your coach knows best. (laughs) And I know all you gentlemen know that. Press forward. Play your position well. 
And always know, fellas, when you step out in the court, whether you're getting 20 minutes or whether you're getting five minutes, play your hardest, play defense like you've never played defense before. And when you're in your practices, fellas, practice the way you're going to play in the game. And I know the coach preaches this to you all the time. Even though I haven't even been to one of your practices, I could just hear him. I know it. So go out there, fellas, today, Michigan State's partners. Go out, put up 100, 105, run them out the gym, do what you got to do, fellas. Intensity, play hard, believe in yourselves always, and uh, keep the ball rolling, so to speak. All right? Lift each other up, gentlemen. You are great, great, tremendous athletes. I saw you play Rutgers the other night here in Jersey. It was amazing. Great group of young men. Go out, march forward. Do your thing, gentlemen. All right, just wanted to shout that out. Tom Izzo, you're the man. All right, good people. I will talk to you a little later and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I hope this day is better than your yesterday. I'll talk to you a little later.